0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This
2: is Martina Navratilova.
1: I'm Mats Vilander. I'm Sandra Winka. And I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy
2: Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. I'm not responsible for the content of this podcast uh, because Catherine has made me drink two beers and there's a possibility of a third. So at 2.34 a.m. in Catherine's flat with a combination of cold meats and snacks in front of us, we're here to discuss the women's final, which has been played and crowned a new champion in Sophia Kennan, which is if I think it's. Twofold. One, if you look back at the the fortnight as a whole, would seem absurd. I don't know anybody that predicted that. And then, if you look back at the pre-match predictions, I think most people were going Magarutha. Catherine's looking at me in a I went Kenin kind of way. Um, Kenin in three kind of way. <laughs> Ken, Kenin three kind of way. Uh, Catherine went for. So. <laughs> Is that what you expected? She won in three sets. She was a set down. She came back and won the next two, two, 6-2, 6-2. Is that what you had in mind when you made that prediction? Obviously, it was in three sets. But are you still surprised? Or or is it just simply what you expected, Catherine?
3: No, of course not what I expected. Absolutely not. Um, And yet... (laughs) Um, I, 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 I hovered over, I hovered over Muguruza in three, and then I thought to myself, "But if it goes to three, it's Kenin, because
2: that's good, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, that's a good prediction. I like that. Um, good logic.
3: Because I, I mean, look, I expect I expected not to get that prediction right. Clearly." Um, I was it was it was a it was a bit of a punt, but she's who I want in a scrap. She's who I want in. A, I mean, she from Love Forty. Um, in that service game in the deciding set, what was two all? Two all Love
2: Forty. Uh, <laughs> I've not.
3: I've. I've not. I've not. I've not seen anything better from Love Forty in terms of a sequence of of points she hit two backhand down the line winners one forehand down the line winner um, and Matt you were there for for what she said and she was asked directly about it in her press conference and she said
1: the most remarkable line she said I was I was love 40 down and I told myself right right now I need to hit the best five shots of my life let's go Oh, my word. How great is that? I'm, in, I'm
2: inspired.
1: Yeah. That is it, so inspiring. She is inspiring. She her whole is attitude inspiring. is inspiring. And not only to think that, but to then pull it off. It's and, like, and it's true. That game, who knows what Kenan will go on to do now. She will always have that game that propelled her to a, fir- to a first Grand Slam title. Because without that game, probably wasn't happening. Muguruza was surging at that moment. She she refound her tennis a little bit, and Kennin completely defied.
3: She said, "What I'm, defied Muguruza?" I'm not having it.
1: I'm not having it. I'm 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 here to win. I'm here to win this game. Deal with it. And it it was remarkable the shots she hit: two backhand winners, a forehand winner, an ace, and another winner.
2: That's the sort of thing the greats do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She,
3: all, uh, all of her best points, shots, moments were when she was down, mm. were well, when she was under the cosh. It's, and that's, even, even Muguruza, um, in her post-match press conference, which by, by contrast to the speech she gave on the court, by her press conference, she'd kind of shut down emotionally and put the wall up which very understandable um
2: what did she say on court because i missed that
3: on court you know she she was quite emotional she she did a fantastic job actually i thought because she said look i'm going to keep this short because i'm 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 at risk of cracking up here and and she showed she showed emotion um but kept it together It, it was um yeah she showed she showed it was hurting but really held it together well but then she took her time. She composed herself. The wall was up when she came into play. She, she said a couple of um, insightful things that that led us in a little bit on how she was feeling. But she she didn't she didn't want it to be sort of palpable in the room. But she referred to and and she didn't she wasn't um, re- reductive at all of what Kenan did today. But she didn't say too much about it, did she? She said she played really well. She deserves it. Kind of end of. Um, but she did elaborate a bit and specifically refer to how well she played on, on, on the big points and I think under she pressure. Was, she was shocked by right. it, wasn't she? Who wasn't shocked by it? It, it? it it's un that is unteachable, uncoachable, un unmanufacturable.
2: She got better the, the mm. more, the bigger the stakes. Yeah.
1: and and it was. In a way, it wasn't surprising that she was playing well and doing all the things that she'd been doing all tournament, even though it was her first Grand Slam final. We, we, we expected that. I think we said in the podcast yesterday that we thought she would play well. And yet, when you actually experienced it and you thought, hang on a minute, she actually is doing this in her first Grand Slam final, playing like this, under pressure, it was remarkable. And the point you make about how she was playing a lot of her best tennis when she was down originally i thought that was kind of going to be her problem in the match that she was getting too far behind and she wouldn't be able to catch up but she kept catching up she kept coming back from 40 love down in a game or just putting doubt in Muguruza's mind and eventually the ma- the whole momentum of the match just flipped in the second set and it went from Muguruza who was who looked like she had it on her racket so suddenly, it looked like it felt like Kennin had it on her racket, and to turn that dynamic of the match around in her first Slam final was utterly extraordinary.
3: Her sense of agency was really <laughs> stirring. Really, sort of the first, she she played well in the first set. She didn't she didn't play badly at all. But Muguruza was the playmaker. Mm. Um, and she, it felt to me like she sat down at the end of that first set and went, that didn't go how I wanted it to go. I'm going to change things and make the next two sets go how I want them to go. And she did.
2: What? And,
3: and obviously plenty of people over the years have sat down and had that thought and um, the nature of tennis with it. You know, being dependent on your opponent has meant that, you know, history doesn't hear about those people that it didn't pan out for. But she decided that and it worked.
2: Uh, but very often and when, it's amazing. when somebody does make that decision uh, or, or vocalises that to themselves or, or thinks about it, a setback stops them in the tracks or delays them or or it's a blip and then they, they might stutter she doesn't have that. It seems to me it's it's probably it's probably the close, one of the closest things to Nadal mentality of right okay well okay I didn't win that point I'm going to win the next one mm. off I go you know um, but the just just for uh, our listeners' sake to let you know where where we encounter this match Matt and Catherine were together in the press seats which are in the upper tier of the stadium so you were in the stadium watching this match. I was not commentating today, I was just in, in what we call the radio room, which is a, uh, a room full of rows of, of televisions where all the radio broadcasters are headphones on, talking to their stations, watching the match on the TVs, and, I, and that's how I was watching it. I wasn't working on it, I was preparing for the mixed doubles final, I was covering, covering that, I was commentating on that. But I was watching it, and I was listening to the commentary on BBC Radio, which featured Marian Bartley and uh, Pat Cash and Russell Fuller and, and the team there. Um, and I kept getting messages from Catherine commenting on Sophia Kennan as this match wore on, not about her play, but her manner, her her way of just gesticulating and and there was the moment there was one moment where she i think maybe the two two games all hold of serve five points in a row she she slammed this winner then she just got this ball and she just threw it over her shoulder and walked off like right there you go let's get on with it and
1: if you'd only seen the clip (laughs) of her chucking the ball over over her shoulder or sort of Smashing it, smashing the ball on the ground as she did, bouncing it kind of aggressively. You'd think she was losing. Yeah, she was giving off all, all those kind of n- vibes that this wasn't going well. But actually, what what she was really doing was, come on then. Yeah, let's have it.
2: To your Magarutha. Yeah, uh... I mean, who is who is a serious presence out on the tennis court? And, and that was what I massively she doesn't notice noticed.
1: Other people's presence. She doesn't care, does she? I've no. I found myself completely drawn to Kennen watching Kennen Whereas normally when Muga on the court, it's her aura, it's, it's her presence that you feel. That's fascinating. But it, I, was, I, I, it was Kennen who have the we crowd
2: really, were warming to. Have you really watched Kennin in the stadium before this this fortnight? I don't think I ever have. No, no. Have any ever watched her on TV before mm. this fortnight? Yeah.
3: yeah. And, and, and is it
2: is it palpable that when you're in the stadium that you are drawn to what she's yes, doing as well? Yes, because...
1: When you're watching on TV, you're reliant on the TV cameras picking up the bits in between points, and it's that which is so interesting. It was this fascinating contrast. Muguruza's poised and calm. Kenin's fidgety and energetic, even between the points, and it's that that endears you to her, really. You you end up caring about her because she's showing you so much.
3: And as a mark of how captivating that was, Muguruza was asked about it, in post-match press. Was it distracting to you how how magnetic she was almost with her um, uh, movements and and gesticulations and just everything physically sh- she she brings?
2: Including a ball stomp. Mm. W-
3: we'll get on to that. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Can I have another beer first?
0: <laughs> okay. Should I get you a beer? Yes, please. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
2: Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it First of all Catherine lovely bear um this stomp can we have that now or not <laughs> details of
3: well i mean it's an it's like a sort of dance move because it's so it's it's a it's a sort of it's i mean it's a leg stomp but coordinated with a ball throw um so it's a it's a kind of stomp, throw, ball, kick thing.
2: It's a statement, though, yeah, as well, is it's it? a
3: signature it's, move is yeah, what mm-hmm. it it's is. It's a signature I, move. That's it. I want it. <laughs> I wish I'd got there first.
2: It's a, right, that's my point. That's my game. Piss off. I'm going to win this match. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And obviously, then, if you don't win the match, you look a bit sort of stompy. But <laughs> if you then do win the match, you look like... You've both won a Grand Slam title and created an <laughs> awesome signature move in the process. And you are the king, queen of everything.
1: And with Kenin winning this, suddenly a big uh, storyline in the 2019 season, last season, makes a lot more sense. Because a lot of the time, Kenin was an answer to a question. Who was the last player to beat Bianca Andrescu? And it was it was Kenin in a, in Acapulco for for what felt like forever. Like you know, we, we'd never seen Andrescu lose, and, and the last match had kind of happened in the middle of the night in in Acapulco, and it was Kenin, and no one had seen it. But can you imagine Kenin against Andrescu from a, from a sort of energies that they're bringing point of view? They're both. They're both saying the same thing, really, aren't they? They're both... Check me out. They're both check me out.
2: And they're both mates.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Which is nice. And rescuers. You can imagine, when they get on court, that just goes out of Mm, the window. Completely. There's no stepping back for a second. There's no coziness, no politeness.
3: Which has kind of been accepted in in the men's game as as a thing for a long time. I think people assume that that kind of infiltrates the on-court psyches in the women's game more than it does in in the men's. And I think... I mean, poss- possibly, possibly it does with some people, not with those two. <laughs> I, I like that these are people that are defying tropes and cliches.
2: I would also say that Sophia Kenan, until this fortnight, was always the opponent mm. of somebody. Nobody mm. ever said... Oh, Sophia Kennan, I can't wait to see her. It, it was, I can't wait to see so-and-so, who's she playing? Oh, Sophia Kennan in the quarterfinals because Kennan was always there. Mm. Well, she you, never lost early, you anywhere. You cast your
3: mind back to the French Open and her victory over Serena there, where um, that the, the narrative of if that wasn't, there was no changing of the guard narrative. There was no handing of baton. There was no... Um, the future of American tennis versus the queen of American tennis. It was just, who's this sort of nobody that's coming along and got all this attitude and not caring about the aura of Serena and, you know, doing all this questioning of line calls that, that the Parisian crowd are hating on. It, I mean, that was eight months ago. hmm And, and, you know, to think how much tennis and sport and the world loves a changing of the guard and batting baton handing over narrative to think that nobody even smelled that bait at the time, let alone. And
2: look at all those those results she had. No disappointments virtually at all in tournaments. Dozens of match victories, 14 in the world. And as I said last night, 18,000 Twitter followers.
3: She, I mean, she it's, she played at the at the WTA Finals in Shenzhen. as an alternate. You know, she yeah. she played there. This she, is not. How has
2: it not resonated? How yeah. is it that you've gone out there and seen her today and been drawn to her? And I spoke to one of the tabloid UK journalists who said to me today, "She's going to be a star," and I found that really interesting because I thought, "Whoa, you know, you've it, it's it's people are seeing." A a, a magnetism about her, and I thought that's. I'm really pleased about that. And and I think she actually needed to win today
1: to make herself talked about more. I think if she'd lost today, it would have been very easy to slip back into the narrative of Sophia Ken in the opponent. Yeah. I, I actually, I think winning was so much more significant for her than winning six matches to get to the final, even beating Ash Barty in the semis. What she did today, she she showed something that no one had expected of her. And She's the woman. She, She's the champion. Absolutely. And I think it's, you, you can't ignore her now. You, you simply can't. She's a Grand Sam champion. You cannot ignore that. Um, I mean, no one was expecting this prior to the tournament. And I don't... I don't think she was she was very she was wide-eyed and kind of charmingly unaffected by it in in her press conference afterwards and yet at the same point at the same time she did make the point that I think she does slightly feel that she has been hard done by in the in the in the hype state she she, she had this great line where she said um yeah, I was the I was the 2019 WTA most improved player, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> just just putting it out there. Like, you know, I was I was doing things last year as well. And now suddenly I'm in this room f- and and the room's full and everyone cares. Yeah. And I think she understood why perhaps she hasn't had the attention before. But she was also saying, you know, I've I've been coming. this isn't a complete fluke, and I'm here now, and she was so great in that press conference, um just letting her personality come out a little bit and yeah she's here now Sophia Kenin, and there's and there's no there's no getting around that and it and it's great that that she that she's here because she brings something that's really different
3: and she will stay mm. i mean she she will be hit through sometimes and she will she, will, she
2: do, do, look, who, yeah she's not she's not going to
3: dominate no she's, but, have,
2: but have people hit through her i'm trying to think of people who've hit through her. i i'm, I'm fairly sure maybe i've seen madison keys do it I, I i need to look that up um or someone like that um once maybe but it's I was going to say, what is it about a game that has won her this title? Because it's not just about her really strong mentality and her energy. She, her, she's got a backhand that does damage. Oh,
3: oh, the backhand down the line. I mean, and cross court. Actually, she creates a fantastic angle cross court. But the, this, the backhand down the line is
1: a dream. And she's got, um, she's got that thing where she can take the ball early on, off, off both wings off her backhand she's got a slice sometimes she hits with two hands sometimes she hits a drop shot out of it she's got a bit of variety um her serve is not it's not a big weakness
2: it's got no it inhibitions about her game has she she backs her game yes. It is it is what it is and she backs it
3: yeah and look occasionally there'll be someone that comes along and and more than occasionally you know they're there will. There are people with bigger ceilings to their game that will that will be fair and square when they when they bring it. But uh, she's not going to have many bad days.
2: She just keeps turning up.
3: She's not going to have bad days. And
2: <sighs> Catherine, you she, you said she's a great advert for arsiness. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm just it, a bit of this beer. It
3: means. It means. Yes, please, to (laughs) Sophia Kennan. I I mean, (laughs) um, what does it mean? It means... Well, I mean, it it does what it says on the tin.
2: Yeah, be prepared to...
3: It means that arsiness can be a good thing.
2: It means don't worry about who you might upset, just be you.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there are limits to that you know yeah. if you're totally you and you're if you is an asshole, don't <laughs> be you <laughs> but if you is basically a really cool person that believes in yourself be you
1: yeah <laughs> I will. but if
3: you are an asshole, try not to be you <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the message <laughs>
2: Explicit tag at <laughs> twenty eight minutes.
3: It's okay though, because things like the, the things have changed in Dubai. They can they can hear us now. Oh
2: yeah, we got a message from a, one oh, really? of our listeners. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There were some people that if we if we uttered a swear word, which we we on the whole try not to say, but occasionally it slips out, uh, and we have to put an explicit tag on the podcast. If we do that, there are certain listeners who weren't getting the podcast yeah. as a result. As far if, as
1: I was aware that was still the situation no it's changed no it's changed it rate. feels
3: like an overreaction for arse I think.
2: <laughs> right
3: like, I think if my parents would say it then it doesn't deserve an explicit tag And I've...
2: so we're right we're, we're, we're on solid ground with your parents right now
3: I think my parents would say arse
2: because yeah, my mum's disapproving of me at the moment right probably no actually I think she'd be right with that one no yeah, I think we're alright that's okay <laughs> hi mum Uh <laughs> Severe Kenan, I understand, via you, from your dad, is on the boat. Oh, so on the it's boat.
3: So on the boat.
2: This is from the horse's mouth, isn't it? Your dad's yeah. been in yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I verify. Um, Matt, Matt turned to me and said, she's on the boat, right? And I said, uh-huh. yeah. But then sought sort verification.
2: Okay, For for listeners who've only come along in the last six months and weren't listening at Wimbledon, and you're thinking, "Well, what what do you mean on the boat?" Um, Catherine's dad is a famous sailor, and he has a boat. And no, he doesn't have a boat. He likes sailing boats, and he He doesn't have a boat. (laughs) He doesn't have a boat. But if he did have a boat, we sometimes hypothesise about who his crew would be, who would be crew-worthy on his boat, if he had a boat. And Sophia Kennan has made the cut. Who else has made the cut?
3: Well, Uh, various people have over the years.
2: John Millman was right up there, wasn't he? John,
3: Yeah, John Millman's high on the list. But I realise we've come to the conclusion that there probably needs to be a finite um, number of crew
2: Right. Mm. Work On in progress. Because, Work in progress.
3: Because
1: then we can do a fun thing of bumping people off. Yeah. yeah. Chucking them over Like
3: entry We're lists. Playing, chucking them overboard. Like an entry yeah. list for a right. tennis tournament. Mm. Understood. Um, I, I, someone I'm, has to walk the plank. For I'm, every Sophia Kennan that comes along and yeah. uh, disrupts the party.
1: Someone's got to go.
3: Someone walks the plank.
2: I was, tol- uh, I was told that um, Dominic Team was number one. A couple of days ago, uh, uh, on the boat,
3: there, there's a fair amount of recency bias. re, <laughs> re the boat, I would say.
2: What, what is it about? Tell me what is it about? A. Sophia Cannon and B. Dominic Team that has them such cast iron certs for the boat.
3: Well, you're asking the wrong Whitaker.
2: <laughs> well, you're the one with the WhatsApp group direct channel.
3: Um. The. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, um, it's well <laughs> the indefinable, indefinable qualities of being on the boat. What a cop out that was! <laughs> um, it's it's a uh, a willingness to work hard. It's okay to have an ego, provided you're p- prepared to put it to one side for the sake of the team um you've you've got to be prepared to respect the authority of the skipper definitely can hear my dad's voice coming out as i say that this
2: is all quite specific isn't it
3: um well i tried to cop out and you looked at me like be more specific so i'm this.
2: this is great i'm grasping i'm writing these down
3: um uh, you've, you you don't need to get like you've got to have a an ability to laugh at yourself but not be no I'm not sure there's too much whimsy on the boat I'm not oh. sure my dad deals in whimsy <laughs> no, no silliness humor is fine but no silliness Mary
2: Carilla likes whimsy
3: tennis whimsy
2: oh okay sorry tennis whimsy I'm with you um Mary get on the boat wouldn't she? Yeah. She should be the skipper.
3: If Mary's not on the boat, then I just sink the boat.
2: (laughs) Co-skipper. Right, carry on. Um,
3: Yeah, Uh, you've you've got to have humour and um, self-deprecation, but no whimsy unless it's tennis whimsy.
2: Or unless it's absolutely necessary.
3: (laughs) And maybe the ability to... Make an omelette.
2: I'm really good at omelettes. I'm really, really good at them. But get... you're
3: also, I, you're quite big.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's a size limit to the boat.
3: It, I mean, it is a problem. <laughs> you would be, un, you'd be uncomfortable. It's like a
2: roller coaster ride where yes, you, there's a height limit.
3: Well, I mean, the reverse, the inverse of that, I suppose. Yeah.
2: Isn't there, aren't there rules about that sort of thing? Like,
3: you'd be welcome, but I don't think you'd enjoy it too much.
2: No, but I mean, I can... I'm sh- pretty sure I could take that somewhere, sizes-wise. Fine. I don't but get I on think... the boat because I'm too big.
3: <laughs> well... It's... I mean...
2: Let's move <laughs> We've
3: on. <laughs> We've entered into whimsy. I can't believe which it. Is this isn't annoying.
2: whimsy. I'm genuinely annoyed. <laughs> right. Um, so... What about Garbini Magarutha? How did she play? Because that, you know, oh. and it's it's really nice to, to think of Sophia Cannon as the story, right? And she is the story. But most of us, I did anyway, thought that Garbini Magarutha would win. She won the first set and she didn't win the match. What's going on? She
3: was dictating in the first set and that suits her really well. She was playing... Um, very well, approaching the net. You know, it was all on her terms. Kenan playing well, but allowing herself to be mostly dictated to. And then Kenan decided, no, this isn't working, so I'm going ch- to change it, I'm going to go for it. And suddenly Muguruza looked leggy and awkward, actually. I mean, she it, it does not suit her at all to be on the back foot, um she's not a terrible mover. It's just not her it's not her game. Against a good player she's, she's not gonna not gonna win that way. Um and then I think when she recognised that she needed to to seize initiative back, nerves prevented her from from doing that effectively in a way that nerves didn't prevent Sophia Kennan from from doing anything Kennen, tonight. and, Kennen, and it's uh, not that she didn't feel them Kenan
2: made her doubt I think Mm. because you know it's Margarita arrives with such presence onto a tennis court and and she's quite I would find her quite intimidating I think because the noise she makes the look she gives the way she strides around the court she owns the place she stands up to and it it would take me back to when she stood up to Serena Williams in that way and yet Kenan doesn't care she just doesn't care; she just is gonna do her thing, and she's gonna say, "Come on then every every point, every point you've got to do that, and eventually wore her down
3: but it, it is you made the Nadal comparison earlier and then and there are absolutely parallels in her ability to stay in the moment, put disappointment behind her, stay present um but she she differs from from Nadal um, in that she's extremely demonstrative, extremely mm-hmm. demonstrative. Sometimes negatively, it's just completely contained. It's like a split second of of remonstration and emotion, and then she goes, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I've I've done that, moved on," and that's extremely healthy uh, and. Yeah, I think uh, I, I just think that's extremely positive. Emotion's fine. I'm going to show it. I'm going to get it out. Oh, I've done that. Move on. Focus. Done. Next point.
2: How, how much is going is Sofia going to win in the future? I mean, how much do you feel like? I mean, when you win a slam, uh, you know, won a slam and and had a really tough time. Uh, she was okay for a year, but then then it really the wheels came off. What's going to happen to Sophia Kenin, do we think? Obviously, we don't know, but I mean, she could probably play on anything, really. Maybe yeah. grass might be a little more difficult, but she's, so, she's got such a solid foundation and good movement. What do you think?
1: Well, she's certainly part of a huge trend on the women's tour with in terms of new first-time Grand Slam champions and young Grand Slam champions. Um, I think she will do better than Ostapenko, for sure. She, she's already at a higher ranking than Ostapenko was when she won her Slam. You can that that still feels like it's it's, it's it's a horrible word because I don't think you can necessarily fluke your way through seven matches, but it feels like a complete one-off for Ostapenko, like she was just playing the best tennis she will ever play in those two weeks, whereas Kenin, it feels a lot more sustainable because a lot of what she does is within herself. You know, she, she's not having to hit flashy winners. She's, she's winning with, yes, a good, solid game, but also a persistence and an attitude that she can carry into other matches, she was completely unaffected by this occasion of her first grand slam final so i don't have too much reason to think she'll be too affected by becoming a grand slam champion i mean of course of course her life will change and she'll go into matches now with a little bit more of a target on her back but i think she'll embrace that i think she's i think she's built that way to em- to embrace occasions to embrace the fight and she's she's not been talked about we've spoken so much about how she hasn't been talked about as in terms of her pro career but she was a very talented and successful junior with a lot of drive that is absolutely built within her so she feels like she's ready for this big career
3: yeah for for me that's crucial for 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 a lot of the lazy tennis narratives that we've possibly been been guilty of um over the last twelve months this this might be a bit out out of nowhere, but for her it's not she has worked so hard for this she knows she knows that if she's gonna get this again she has to to keep it up you know just in in the last few months the 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 changes that I've heard she's made just this off season to her. To her diet, to her training regime, just you know the the, marg- the marginal gains um, I don't know specifics about the diet um Jim Courier, uh, who I think is quite close to her or certainly knows a lot about her from the uh, American Tennessee and alluded to it on on channel channel nine said she's she's made some i she's not gone. I think they were, they were saying she's she's not gone sort of full Novak Djokovic vegan gluten free, but she, you know, she got to the end of last season and said, "Wow, well, this this has gone really well. Where are the I'm 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 nearing in on top ten. It's about marginal gains. Now, you yeah. know, it's it's about the fine details, and she she identified those and and looked into them. It's it's far from a fluke for her and. The learning for her will be keep doing what I'm doing. I, I don't see any foot off the pedal. I, I see her going full steam ahead. I think I, I don't see her winning tons of slams and dominating in any way. There are there are always going to be other players with higher ceilings, but I this. It, it feels far from an Ostapenko.
2: She could be around and a factor, uh, lots and lots of tournaments. She's
3: going to make sure she's a factor. Yeah. yeah. She is not going to settle for not being a factor.
2: Um, she. Um, it was nice seeing Dinara Safina in her corner, who hasn't been around in a long, long mm. time, who was a world number one but never won a Grand Slam, which is quite an interesting one. Um, I was quite pleased to see... I, I don't know a lot about that relationship and how it, how it came about, and but I just thought it was a nice, at least a nice visual. Um,
3: Isn't that nice, though? There's so much to learn about her.
2: Yeah, it is actually, There's and, and so and, much
3: still to uncover. And, I mean, and
2: we've seen so many of these videos, haven't we, of her as a child um, talking about Andy Roddick and all this, and and I actually thought some of her body language was Roddick esque. I I just don't give a toss. I'm going to just. I'm just going to bring it. And he loves her. You can tell he does on the way he, he tweeted to her. He's just really, he's right behind that kind of player. Um, but she, there was that video we, we saw earlier today of her with Kim Clijsters giving her a tour of the Miami tournament when she's just seven years old and taking her in the interview room and t- showing her the court. I mean, it was really sweet. And Kim has a lovely way about her in situations like that. And to think that they could play each other on the tour next year with Kim Kleister's comeback is is, it's is incredible. She was seven years old, and Kim was mid twenties and top of the game, and they could play each other next year. Amazing.
3: It. I mean, I don't know what to say. Just, just seek out that video. It's yeah. on the WTA. I mean, it was amazing to watch it before the final, before yeah. she became a Grand Slam champion, but. I'm already looking forward to watching it again, knowing (laughs) that Kennan's now...
2: WTA Twitter feed, go and have a look at that. It's really cool.
1: I remember a picture doing the rounds a couple of months ago, I think, after Wozniacki announced that she'd be retiring. And it was Wozniacki as, um, I don't know, she must have been um, 10 or 12 with Venus Williams who who was already yeah. a grand slam champion, and to think that Wozniacki has retired first
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is extraordinary.
1: Completely blew my mind when I yeah. um, when I thought about that. And yeah, we could you know we could have a situation where <laughs> where is playing Clydesdales. Uh, yeah, um, just from a from a point of view of this final, of what it will lead to for the, ne- for the players. We've talked about Kenin, but I'm, I'm really interested now with Muguruza as well. She, she was really interesting, I thought, in her press conference where she was asked, you know, are you back kind of thing? And um, well, I mean,
3: it, not kind of thing. She was asked...
1: Are you back? Yeah,
3: <laughs> Are you back?
1: And is this going to lead to... I think, I think the phrasing of the question was more consistency and she said first of all she said well i don't like to think of it as back because i've always been here i've not gone anywhere i was just having worse results but she totally shut down the idea of consistency she she, yeah. was, she was not saying yes this is going to this is going to be the gardenia group. Yeah, i Muguruza. need to build on this You're and repeat it week after the week there was... there was absolutely none of that she
3: <laughs> wasn't particularly interested in consistency no
1: she is but you know, all about peaking at the big Absolutely. Events. but that's
2: Which, never changed because I interviewed her at the WCA finals about three years ago and said to her about oh, we were talking about the UN she says look I'm never going to be consistent mm. I'm never going to be able to just do this every week but when I play my best I can be the best for Rinka yeah yeah
3: and I, I love that self-awareness yeah
2: um
3: yeah, um, I actually
2: think she could be more consistent because <laughs> her, her relentlessness of game type is there. It's, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I completely agree with it. Anyway, great story. Great story. That that mm. that title win. What else has happened today? We have had Harold Mayo. Is that right? Mayo, Mayo,
3: Mayo. Winning. If you're from the south of France, you say Mayotte. I was asking. Uh a Frenchman today who uh, is working in the communications department with a lot of the juniors, what his, what his impressions were of Mayot. And Mayor he said, the... Mayotte. And I was like, w- what are you want about? We've, well, he, he... we've had the official pronunciation. Uh, and he said, oh, it's just because I'm from the south of France and that's how we say oh, things. Well, so. Ma-
2: Mayot has won the, fr- the boys' singles, beating his compatriot, Arthur Cazell. Um, so,
3: apparently he's very good, Maill.
2: <laughs> Should think so. He, just won the, won the, he won He's the. a
3: good balance of um, self self belief and humbleness. Splendid. That's what I've heard.
2: I think I read that he's from Metz,
3: right, where there is a tournament.
2: Indeed, in the junior girls singles, Victoria Jimenez Casen beat Veronica Bashak. Six, two and a third. So well done to her.
1: And she is from Andorra. Mm. Wow. So I I, I believe there was a line going around that um, Andorra has now become the smallest nation in terms of, I think, size and population to have any kind of Grand Slam champion. Um, Obviously, this is in the juniors. I love things like that. Yeah. Um, And I think she's only about 14
3: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, so... <laughs> you are. Yeah, pretty pretty incredible.
3: Do you think I could get Andoran citizenship and, like, be a thing <laughs> at, at something?
1: At podcasting. Uh, uh, Broadcasting. Uh,
2: Arsiness. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Great, that went well, didn't it? <laughs> Keep the compliments coming, people.
2: I <clears throat> um, wonder if that might the cut. Um Daniel Olcott beat uh, Andy Lapthorne. In the uh, quad wheelchair singles final, 6-love, six 6-4. Six and then I commentated on Barbora Krejcikova and Nikola Mektic beating Bethany Matic sands and Jamie Murray. 10-1 in the final set uh, match tie-break, which is very, very lopsided tie-break score. Surprisingly yeah. so. Um, a couple of incredible shots from Bethany Matic sands on... The last two points of the first set, which I was commentating on—one forehand return winner, one backhand return winner—but um, they were always just trying to hang on a bit. Um, Mektic and Krutjikova, <laughs> Mechtich and um three beers laws, folks, uh, has uh, it was it was su- was superb and, and they deserve to win.
1: I think it was Mektic's first Grand Slam title in any discipline, so big big deal for him he did,
3: look,
2: he did look pumped mm. uh,
3: so that men... result exposes the flaws of pole vault
2: yes don't diss pole vaults <laughs> don't pole vault.
3: doesn't need dissing the inadequacies speak for themselves thank you
2: uh, Rod Laver Arena tomorrow we have uh, Reggie Ram and Joe Salisbury in the doubles final at uh, three o'clock uh, local time against Purcell and Saville. Then it's the singles final. You
3: have the exact same hair.
2: They do have the exact same hair, they, don't
3: they? I mean, they. I mean, someone DNA test those two. They are apparently not related, but <laughs> I'd be asking questions. Doppelgangers. Yeah. Uh,
2: Dominic team against Novak Djokovic. Right then. Okay. What we got? I'm going, well, uh, I mean, you, I'm going team. I'm going team. Are you? Yeah.
3: That's um, what I want to say. But then my head to, kicks in and says, Novak Djokovic on the Rod Laver Arena, don't be an idiot. Like he's, but.
2: Your mind I goes really, back to the 0 I
3: really think team has a, has a good chance.
2: But can, I, can he handle it? Can he handle it? Can he produce that incredible tennis over the best of five sets on the Rod Laver in, in an Australian Open final?
1: I think he can. Yeah, but I, I still think that might not be enough.
2: Mm. Wow, that's a big statement.
1: I think he can play his best and not win.
2: I think.
3: <gasps> I think both could play their best and not. win. Yeah,
1: I think. I think it applies. I think.
3: Mm.
2: I think. Give me a scenario. In which Dominic team plays his best and doesn't win.
1: Well, I, for, for example, I think he played his absolute best at the O2 against Djokovic, and he won it in a final set tiebreak.
2: Did he? Was that the score? Did yeah, he...
1: it was. I've, it was a staggeringly good performance from team. He was lashing at the ball and making them all match. For, I don't know how long it was. Three hours. It was. It, it was a perfect performance and yet Djokovic who wasn't quite at his best took him to a final set tie break that is that is the margins we're talking about for team um, also the way that team is interesting because they've both been really peaking in tie breaks um, Djokovic is on this incredible tiebreak streak I think he's won 15 of his last 16 and the only one he lost was to team that at the 0-2 in that final set, and team has won five of five in a row to get to the final. Um,
3: and I can't believe there won't be a tie-break. I tie can't break. believe
1: there won't be a tie-break. So... I, think, I think the margins are going to be so small, but grandstand final on the Rod Laver arena, you have to back Djokovic to give his best in those situations because he's been doing it for over a decade. Um, so I'm I'm sticking with Djokovic, but I think it I think it could be five sets.
3: Epic. I, I yeah. really think it could be epic. Much like Alex de Minor's new puppy.
2: Oh yeah, he's got a new puppy, is he? Oh my word. Oh wow. What, what sort of puppy is that?
3: Um it looks to me like a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel.
2: <laughs> right, I'm sure that makes sense to some people. <laughs> It's brown and white, folks, is all I know. And it's cute. <laughs> it's amazing. So, okay. Make the case for team, David. Oh.
3: You, you said, to, you might have been playing devil's advocate here, but you said to Matt, tell me how team plays his best tennis and doesn't win. Suggesting to me that you think team's best tennis... I think, the best
2: tennis. I think team's best tennis is like Vavrinka's best tennis. And I think he blasts him off the court. But can yeah. you keep that up? Well, Vavrinka did. Mm-hmm. I know it's clay, so it's different. It is different because it's clay.
3: Well, he did it at the US Open um, as well.
2: But I just feel like if he redlines it and connects enough, it's possible Djokovic may panic a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he rock, if he if he could get ahead, if he could get ahead, um, what I have been impressed with Djokovic the way he's weathered things because mm. because one you know against Federer that you know he didn't panic, he went five two down, he didn't panic, but I've I have been slightly concerned from a team perspective about the about his anxiety levels in a, in the Nadal match and in bits of the Zverev match that he seemed on the edge of his nerves in a way that I hadn't really noticed that before.
3: And yet he still won both in four.
2: Yeah. And he's a beast of a guy. He just keeps on bringing it and going for it. And I think he will know that he has to hit out. Um, And that will simplify matters for him. Mm -hmm. I think he's got a better chance than he had in his
1: two French Open finals. Agreed. Against Nadal. Massively so. It feels like... I don't think the match is completely on his racket against Djokovic, but I, but I agree with you. I think he does have an ability to make Djokovic worried and anxious in a way that, in the last two years at Roland Garros, I'm not sure he's quite had that against Nadal. Um,
2: I'm going to go team in four. There you go. Let's see if I put that in the newsletter. <laughs> Which you can sign up to, uh, because that's where we put our final predictions, and we also have Matt Stat in there as They're well. Irrelevant to the standings, perhaps, but I need a consolation win. Okay, stop looking at me like that. Um, and yes, also
3: will the will the gra- will the graph go anywhere?
2: Catherine's made herself her own graph. <laughs> she got a brother to make her a graph that made her look. Amazing as, as top of the league. It's
3: so great because it has, it has negative, it has a negative. What, how do I express this?
1: Well, David and I are both <laughs> negatives. Yeah, we're in way and positives. We're in the, we're Ma- in the minus math has figures. had
3: to adjust the scale of the graph to accommodate all your the, points to accommodate the difference. <laughs>
2: I suppose this is what...
3: so great.
2: This is what buying two trophies for yourself and a T-shirt that says Tennis Podcast Prediction Champion gets you, folks. You get it in the neck when you don't win. Um, Crumble. Crumble is our Australian Open mascot. Hello, Crumble. Um, And And, and, and what a mascot. What a a dog. You've been superb, Crumble. Keep it going for another couple of days. Um, And Butler is our year-long mascot. and We love Butler, too
1: yeah well, butler has Butler's provided best. one of the best pieces of content we've ever
2: seen butler best wore grigor dimitrov's jacket <laughs> best better than he did mammal in sport <laughs> yeah <laughs> splendid work butler um anything else we need to talk about no i don't think so um right newsletter i've told you about that reddit community tennis i'm being i posted on there today <laughs> did you? Oh, i'm into it yeah uh katherine's turning on random videos uh I am. The face. I am three quarters of the way through my third beer, and I think there are more to go. So, <laughs> see you tomorrow, folks.